This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the show, Cherries fans. So after our fantastic result against Fulham and a fantastic result against Nottingham Forest, I've been saying fantastic result quite a bit recently, we are on the road again. And this time we are going to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, somewhere that we had quite a memorable game last season. Of course, that Dongo Watara final minute goal, which won us the three points in North London. Harry Redknapp, of course, had his say on that game. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be a repeat or something a little bit more comfortable would be preferable. Spurs haven't been in the graces of form. They had a terrible November, but did win three on the bounce recently until last night, of course, when they were beaten. It looked like it was going to be quite heavily by Brighton, but they did have a little bit of a resurgence at the end. Spurs, managed by Postacoglu now, um, do look a bit of a different beast to what they were under Antonio Conte. And it is a pleasure to welcome onto the show from the fantastic channel Scarfy Spurs Talk, Harry Scarf. Welcome to Up the Cherries in All Departments, Harry. How are you doing, mate? I'm very good, thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to discussing it. Obviously, Bournemouth in great form at the moment. We need to bounce back from a 4-2 loss against Brian, so looking forward to getting into it. Excellent stuff. And it's a pleasure to have you on the show. So, I'll tell you what, let's go back to our corresponding game last season, because it was an exciting one. Um, all for the right reasons for ourselves. Um, <laughs> Dongo Watara um, scoring the winner. Um, what was that like for a Spurs fan, though? Horrendous. Uh, it was a very good period. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not not the season that I think we remember. Obviously, the, the worst place finish uh, in 14 years. It wasn't good at all. And obviously, that loss wasn't great because we're going from the game where we think, oh, we won it or, oh, we got a point out of it to, you know, <laughs> end up coming away with nothing. So it was really frustrating from a Spurs point of view. Um, so, you know, just kind of get the game over with and we're very keen to get the season done. But it was a very good win for you. Yep, most definitely. And we was absolutely delighted with the three points. It really led up to us securing our spot in the Premier League. 
And I think, yeah. you know, that was a game which really helped us turn the corner. But let's go on to this season because Tottenham had a fantastic start to this season. And um, I've got to be honest, the manager, Postacoglu, I didn't... I think it's always quite difficult when somebody comes from the Scottish League and is in charge of Rangers or Celtic, as yeah. we saw with Steven Gerrard. It's a bit of a different transition because you haven't got just the two teams. Normally, if you're in charge of Rangers or Celtic, you've got a very, very good chance of, well, you should be finishing in that top two. And Postacoglu did a fantastic job at Celtic. He started off brilliantly for yourselves. What do you feel that he changed? I think it's just a case of part of it is our own fault and part of it is I, you know, just, just unlucky. Obviously, we got lots of players injured. It was going really well until we got to that Chelsea game. I was there myself. Mm-hmm. We had Madison and Van der Ven come off injured. Then we had Romero and Adoki rightfully get sent off. Uh, and yeah, we lost that game. And from there, it's never quite been the same. I know we like we've won games, but in terms of performances, they haven't been good. So it's such a shame. And yeah, every team gets injuries. I think that we're suffering quite bad for them as well. But again, for example, when we play, you've got Kulisevsky out suspended, obviously Basuma out suspended. So a lot of it is our own doing. And that's the real frustrating things. I didn't think Chelsea are great. We end up losing 4-1, whereas I think with 10 men, we can win that game. You know, we go 89th minute and it's still 1-1. So it just shows you... Uh, five margins, I suppose, in football. So I don't think it's a case of what he's done. I think it's what he's got been able to work with. But we're just yeah, very grateful that we're very close to the January transfer window because we know that reinforcements are needed, recruitment's needed, especially in that defence. Like we conceded four goals against Brighton. We look really good, could have easily scored three goals, yeah. which you know should you know seal you three points or at least something out of the game. But that's where we need to work on defensively. It'd be great to have the likes of Van der Ven back. So, certainly, but surely, hopefully, we can get players back. But in this moment in time, we're still in a good position, considering, I think, all things considered. But it was such a good start. But, you know, it's kind of too good to be true, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, I can understand. And, of course, it was a great start, you know, considering yeah. that you sold Harry Kane. And Harry Kane is a player who... Is outstanding, you know. Let's be honest. In an England shirt, he's been faultless, apart from, you know, unfortunate situations like that penalty miss against France yeah. in the World Cup. But he's been faultless for Tottenham, and he's yeah. left. And Postacoglu's gone on this fantastic run at the start of the season. One of the players that I think jumps out, you know, to me, is James Madison. Of course, he is out injured at the moment, but. Yeah. At Leicester, and I've spoken to a lot of Leicester fans about him, I feel, you know, they feel that he kind of went a little bit off the boil for them towards the end of the season. But he's really done all the business for you. He has, and that's why he's, you know, so keen to get him back. He said recently in an interview that it's the worst injury if he's got his career that's you know not what you like to hear it's it's hard to think back you know when Madison played it has been so long ago it was that Chelsea game as he hasn't played you know anytime soon so it'd be great to have him back and like the aim now is to keep in and around that top six until January February where we get your your Van der Ven's your Benton calls back your Madison's back and we can really push on from there get your players back from suspension but he's been really good I think personally, you know, he was to, to, to score the goals that he scored and the goal contributions he got 
for Leicester, a team that went down, um, you know, I think was pretty impressive, maybe towards the end of the season. But again, I, I think he'd done an excellent job. And I think they would have, you know, had far less points without him. Um, so, you know, it's, it's something you have that connection with Leicester fans, which is great to see. And obviously taken that massive step up and he, he's delivered so far. So I think it's fair to say he's one of our best, if not our best players already, based on what we've seen. He can c- control and dictate a game. We all know, you know, if you want to win a football match, you've got to control the middle of the park and you've got to have top players in that midfield. Um, so James Madison is, is fantastic. It'd be great to have him back. I'm just counting down the days now. <laughs> <laughs> But Son's been good so far yeah. this season as well, hasn't he? And he's he's really led the line. We expected him to. We expected yeah. him to. But, you know, how important is he moving forwards for Tottenham Hotspur? Very important. I think it's important, not necessarily for the long term, because I don't know how long he's got left, but it's very important for the short term in terms of getting Postacoglu's team playing the way that he wants to and where we want to be. And as captain, I think he's really embraced that role. Obviously, he's looked at it, gone Harry Kane, you know, you've worked with for a long while. He's left. He's felt that responsibility to step up, and I think he's delivered on that. And what's great to see is that Song, you know, can play really well on the left. He can play really well up front. And when we have injury problems and, and stuff like we do now, like Kulisevsky out, etc., uh, we can go, oh, can put Song on the left against Bournemouth, maybe. Or we can put Song down the middle. It's just great to have that option. And he stepped up. He wasn't obviously great last season. You know, he was going through like an injury, needed surgery. Uh, and strangely, you know, he wasn't allowed it after for the season. So we, we, we got to the end of the season. He had the surgery. And he looks uh, a lot better. You know, maybe not recently, our recent performance, but generally he consistently performs. And when Son plays well, Tottenham Hotspur will play well. And that is the key thing. So if we're going to get you know, what we want, three points against Bournemouth, then we need our captain on his best performance. No, that's fair enough. One thing that I have noticed, though, and I did watch quite a bit of your game against Brighton, is that you're susceptible to being hit on the break, which... Yeah you know, seems to be a problem that has plagued Spurs for so long. Um, and to be honest, Postacoglu at the start of the season seemed to have it right. He seemed to have solved it, but it seems to have gone into the old, it, it seems to go be, have gone into like the Spurs of old, you know, these past two months. November was terrible. Um, yeah. Apart from that Man City draw, um, you know, November was bad. They had that spell, but yeah. you know, what do you feel has changed from that start of the season to November, especially? Yeah, I don't think anything's changed in terms of the tactics or the manager's message in Ange. I think it's the fact, like again, what he's got to work with at the moment. We're standing at um, fourteen players out for for Bournemouth potentially, waiting to hear on the latest update. Uh, and obviously, for example, defensively, like you said, Brighton, every time they look forward, not being funny, looked like they were going to score. Yeah. Uh, to give you an example, Brighton, we didn't put a centre-back out on the pitch. You know, that is partly possible to choice, but we played four full-backs, you know, in that defence. For example, Davis Everson is the two centre-back. You know, he's in great. Romero now for four to five weeks. Van der Ven, we're hoping he's going to be back in a couple of weeks after a hamstring injury. He, he's the big miss because... Ange loves the high line. Van der Ven you know, has the pace, quickest registered player in the Bundesliga last season. So he kind of perfectly suits the system. Great piece of recruitment. Because not being funny, you saw the games, though. You know, I think you can agree with me on this. If it wasn't for Vicario, especially in that first half or the first 60 minutes, it could have been a quick score. Brighton really could have, I don't know, make it one of the best wins ever. Um, 
you know, not only against Tom Hotspur, but like in, in football, it could have been that big if it wasn't for Mario. So that is a worry, absolutely. And when you, you know, we're up against Solanke, for example, I mean, you can tell me more than I can, the excellent form uh, that he's in at the moment. It's, it's crazy. He's doing really, really well. Um, so that does worry me slightly. But you look at this Bournemouth game and you go, we've got an option of playing younger players through the academy and Phillips or Dorrington. You may put Eric Dyer in there. I just personally wouldn't put four, four blacks in defence. So nothing, answering your question, nothing's really changed uh, apart from the fact we've lost players and a lot of players have lost their head because I think we've got a discipline issue. So that, that, that's it for me. And uh, yeah, I, I suppose that also teams figure you out as you, as you go along. But generally, yeah. in the come back I think would be very strong and I still think we have a good chance of finishing inside the top four yeah most definitely and I think you know the quality is there um you have been unlucky with injuries um and like you mentioned um you've got Sessignon out of course Basuma is suspended Solomon has got a knee injury Madison's out I believe until um February time you know that's yeah, that's what I've seen here um so there's a lot of injuries. Oliver, Oliver Skip should be back, though, should he? Yeah, he's the one who should be back. He picked up a minor knock, and it's quite handy because he played in that number 10 role. He usually does play on the wing, but he's been better in that number 10 role, you know, because sometimes he slows down counterattacks on the wing. He's he got, allowed that freedom of the park in that number 10 role. Uh, and obviously, but he is out through suspension for Bournemouth. So I think Skip will probably be the one who takes his place if he's back. But he was only a knock. I think it's more of a caution because we don't, you know, we don't want any more players out. So he should be the one who's back and Kulusevski's the one out. Bournemouth, of course, do play this very high line. They press it in football, um, yeah. you know, and it's worked. It's worked earlier on in the season. You know, of course, we had that game. Um, I think it was back in August, wasn't it? Um, and you beat us quite convincingly. We was yeah. in that transition period between Gary O'Neill and, of course, and uh, Andoni Iriola uh, had come in, but was still finding his feet. Yeah. Now we're in full swing. And how are you going to stop Bournemouth, do you feel? <laughs> Great question. We also play a high line, so it does worry me again when you're up against the likes of Solanke. You, you, you know, if you're Solanke, you look at it going, Tottenham might not even put a centre back out here. I'm in great form. They play a high line. I'm, you know, I'm in for goals. I did think there'd be goals in this thing. It'd be a great game for the neutral. I said it against Brighton as well. Got two forward thinking teams, both play a high line, suit excellent managers. Let's be honest here. So it's going to be really, really interesting. To be honest with you, I don't know what we do. You know, if that's me, I, I get rid of the high line, you defend deeper, etc. I think putting centre back on a pitch would be a good start. Um, but we, you know, we have to see. But you know, it's going to take a lot to stop Solanke the form he's in. And the midfield is probably our strength. It is mm. probably our strength. But I feel that, you know, the Spurs have got a lot of quality there as well. You have got a lot of quality yeah. there. Um, how vital is that going to be, controlling that midfield in beating us? Yeah, absolutely huge. And, and that's what we need. And that is why we kind of look at it going... I wish we had you know, the Benton cores, the Madisons or Kulusevski have you know, not lost his head because the midfield is so important, but and Obasuma as well. Uh, but I think you've still got like Saar in there, skipping their Hoiberg and the Celso, whoever he goes with. They're all capable of putting their foot on the ball, dictating the game. And we all know that a, a very strong midfield that dictates the game is a very key part of winning a game. So it'd be really interesting to see. I fancy Bournemouth personally to win the midfield battle, but... 
I think um, time will tell. But generally, both teams are very strong in midfield. So it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Both teams will want to have a lot of the ball. I think it's a case of the first goal is very important. You take the lead. We have to take a bit more risks. Maybe you could play in your hands on the counter-attack, vice versa. So it'll be very interesting to see. But we, we will have to be a lot better and, and you know without for example our passing than we were against Brighton midfield I think let us down against Brighton didn't protect the, the back four anyway so that's one thing I think we need to work on I have to pinch myself when I say this to be honest but we are the form Premier League team um we're probably the team that you don't want to play at this moment in time um and we've of course yeah. recently beaten Manchester United a lot of people say you know the Manchester United side was poor that day and whilst I do kind of agree with that there is you know a lot of credit that needs to be given to our side you know for yeah. example the first goal Lewis Cook really had no divine right in winning that ball and to run forward and that pinpoint perfect cross to Solanke to open the scoring against Manchester United where do you feel you know, Spurs, you know, if you play the strongest team you can at the moment, so if Postacoglu goes with the strongest team, where do you feel that we are going to cause you the most problems? Because in the air, we're looking very good. From set pieces, we're looking very good. Um, yeah. Crossing in, we're looking very good at the moment. Um, you know, where do you feel that you will be able to cope with that? And where do you feel that we might get a bit of joy? I'm going to say set pieces, and don't get me wrong, you are good at them, but this is a case of, for me, more of the fact that at this moment in time, we haven't got that physical presence. We've never been able to, like, forget Impostor Coglu a minute before he came in. Set pieces has always been a weakness, that height, so I can see that being a big thing. You know, Although I don't, as far as I know, Brighton didn't score from one well. Second phase of play technically did yesterday from Esther Pinion's goal, but generally didn't score directly from a corner. But Dunk looked dangerous every time the ball went in the box. Very close, very unlucky they didn't score. If it wasn't for Vicario, I think they could have. Again, you're not being funny. You play um, Davis and Emerson as centre backs. They're very, both very short, probably the, the shortest, if one of the shorts in the team for getting Gill. So that does worry me. You know, your presence from set pieces. I think the long ball's over the top. You can get that right. Solanke can time his run because you know, as soon as you get Solanke one on one, then we are in trouble. Obviously, back my keeper. I think Vicari's been excellent, but, but you know, Solanke's form speaks for himself. So I think our defence, you know, whatever that may look like, you know, will have a real tough time on their hands. Like I said, I think the midfield's very key, but set pieces in particular, free kicks and corners, you know, I think are, are going to be very dangerous. <laughs> well, I was looking at the Premier League table. It is very, very open this year. Uh, Man City have gone on a bad run. Aston yeah. Villa have broken their way into it, but of course, um, still, you know, there's quite a bit of work I think that Emery needs to do. Um, I shan't mention the other team in seconds. You know, I'm sure yeah, no, that no. Spurs fans. Did you mention their loss last night? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and to be honest, they weren't particularly very good from the highlights I saw. And of no. course, Liverpool. But you're only six points behind Liverpool, and really, with the form that you was in. Yeah. I think you could easily make that up, but you have to go on a run. And I think that run needs to start now. How it important does. is this game? It is very, very important because we could find ourselves at the end of the weekend, you know, what, nine points off the top. And that is big. The aim isn't to win the... 
um, the, the win the title. For me, it's to get into the top four, but still you've got to keep in and around the best teams. We know that City, yes, they're in a bad patch of form, but they, you know, they win the game in hand, they go above Arsenal, you know, a couple of points behind Liverpool. So they are also in it. So we need to keep in and around the teams. Villa, obviously, we could have gone third with a win. That's the, for me, really frustrating thing. It was a missed opportunity. But yes, for me, it's a case of getting to the start of February. Again, if we can keep in that ideally top five, but let's say top six, we can keep, uh, I don't know, under, let's say, eight points from, from the leaders. And then I will I will start to believe it because we will get our best players back. Because for me, our best two players are Van der Ven uh, and Madison. We're missing them. Benton Cor, I think, has a good shout of being our best player. Because, for example, we got injured against Leicester last season when we were 1-0 up. We lost yeah. the game 4-1 and that led to Conte's downhill. We got sacked, etc. So... I think sometimes, you know, last season we were very dependent like on Harry Kane or Benson Core. It's good that we're not quite as dependent, but it does show how important I think these players are. So we can get through to February, but this game's important because we lose it. You know, then we, we look in and around us. You've got Man United, Brighton, Newcastle. The eyes will be on them. West Ham as well. And we could find ourselves joint sick with West Ham. And, and that is the concern. It could easily go wrong. And then like, you have Man United coming up on the 14th where... No players apart from um, Van der Ven could potentially be back, and you, know, you lose that, and then United go above you. So it's very important this game to to keep with the teams like Aston Villa, City, etc. So uh, all eyes on on this Sunday because we need to bounce back as well. That Brighton game, not good. Well, I, I can't believe I'm going to even ask this, but <laughs> of course, <laughs> Bournemouth. Um, you know, we've been on this incredible run. You know, at the start of the season and after that Everton game, I was saying I didn't think it was going to work for Iriola. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I've now, uh, to be honest, I want to publicly apologize to him because I think he's done an outstanding job. And it's that corner. Sometimes it's good to admit that you're wrong in football and I was definitely wrong with that one I said well you know I don't think it was right for the job I mentioned even Jesse Marsh because I just didn't feel that it was gonna work but it has and we're now we're we're imagining Europe we're thinking can we actually get into Europe we've got a game in hand of course, that game is the one against Luton. Um, but we're dreaming now. We're thinking, can we actually make the European places, which for a club of our size would be Amazing. unbelievable? 
Yeah, absolutely. I do think it's possible. And if you're going to apologise, I think I need to as well, because I I said that I disagree with the decision personally to sack Gary O'Neill. I thought that, I personally thought that I liked him when he came in and I liked, you know, I'd seen a few bits from his his previous club. He got them playing, but we kind of got into it a few games after he played us. And I was like, oh, what, you know, we're we're eight, ten games into the season. You know, I can easily see you going down or finish your bottom of the league, etc., uh, obviously you won the game I think yeah, correct me if I'm wrong but the owner flew into to one of your games etc and I think you end up getting a good result out of that yeah. so I was worried we going into that game I was like oh he's, you know, he's going to be sacked so the turnaround has been really really impressive you know we, we've seen for example with Everton we've seen that with you um, just how much you know a win means and, and the confidence can build etc uh, it's just great to see Solanke, you know, the most, for me, the most informed player in the Premier League right now. It's great to see him growing confidence, a player at times last season and when he was at Liverpool, etc. really, really struggled. So it's great to see him playing with confidence and playing without fear. Um, but I think Europe is realistic. And if you want Europe, it'll be funny, you've got a B team like Spurs who should and want to be in, in European places mm-hmm. You know, maybe top four, maybe top six. Who knows? It's moment in time. But you've got to beat the teams in and around you. You've done it. You know, Man United. You you want to catch up with them. You want to be where, where they are. You know, in and around the top six, seven. You beat them, and yeah, I agree that you, you know, there's, United were abysmal. I think, but I think you deserve the credit. You're excellent. Took the game to United, and just just you know, different class. So I'm I'm definitely worried um, for Sunday. But Europe, I think, is possible. You just got to consistently get those results. And I'm going to put a bit of a spin on this as well, because I've mentioned Europe. I've mentioned our dream. You know, it'd be great to see, you know, European teams. I'm hoping that, you know, it'll be some decent European teams that we'll get if we get Conference League or the Europa League. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? But it's a bit of a double-edged sword because we've seen teams who have got into Europe yeah. And this is going to lead on to my next point. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, But they yeah. have got into Europe and it's kind of fallen apart that season. If we get into Europe, yeah. of course Spurs last season were in Europe and it was a terrible season. You know, I think if, you, you won't forgive me for that, I'm sure, but um, yeah, definitely. what do you feel that we would need to do and if Spurs were to get into Europe again you would need to do to make sure that history doesn't repeat itself it's for me it's a case of you've got to have like almost like two teams ready to go and then the frustrating thing is when you've got like like I've said now we need to sign lots of players for example in January but I'm thinking you have a fully fit team and you go and sign like you end up having like four quality centre-backs they're all going to want game time so there's a problem with that we've seen it with Brighton done really well in Europe, for example, but you know, in the lean that we're finding what eighth, ninth, that is not where we thought Brighton would be. We thought that, you know, mostly they start the season well in and around that top four or five is where I thought they'd be this year again. Newcastle, ninth. You know, do I need to say any more? We we thought yeah. could they challenge for the league this season? There's questions of them doing it last year. You know, that is that's Eddie Howe's job is is not on the line at all, but it's been questioned slightly. You know, they're, they're sitting mid-table, basically, and, and they're out of Europe, finished bottom of the table, didn't deserve to, in my opinion, but did in the end. So, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it would necessarily help you, though. You, you get Europe, not being funny, but someone like 
Bournemouth. You're going to be concentrating so much on it. Newcastle, don't tell me, you know, they prioritised the, the Champions League because, you know, they did. They focused on it. They haven't been in it for so long. You know, we want to focus on it. It's a huge thing for them. Brighton as well. Villa, really, really exciting. And then you you lose concentration. So you've got to have that ultimate backing. Newcastle, I think, in the future, if they get an FFP for a minute, will be OK because they can have, they have the money, etc. For someone like us, we're really struggling now to put a... a good enough starting 11 out to, to win a football match. It worries me if we have Europe on top of that. And that, for me, is, is a real problem. So you just need... We've got the numbers. Yeah, we've got, what, 36, 37 players, but just not of the quality. So that is, is getting players out the door, bringing players in. So for Bournemouth, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have a really good starting 11 that Iriola's found that works really well. But again, you know, you kind of look to your bench, you look beyond that. And there, for me, there isn't that much to be going on about. So January... You know, it's about that squad depth. Players that aren't getting minutes get out the door, bring stronger players in, players with experience. What I've liked, actually, that Brighton have done, they've got the likes of Lana, Milner, very key reason they won against Tottenham, that experience, head, that know-how, you know, scored in against us enough times, experience to see us out. So I think in Europe, you know, you've got to go out there, get someone who's really experienced, because generally it's quite quite a young and exciting team, experienced head in there. And I think you'd be all right. So it could be an exciting thing. But at the same time, it, it could cost you the leap. It depends. And really, you've hit the nail on the head there. And it's something I've been saying for a long, long, long time with this squad is that we have got a group of very, very talented youngsters. But we haven't got... We've got Adam Smith. Yeah, he's experienced. But he's experienced in a Bournemouth side who, let's be fair, you know, when we're, we've been in the Premier League, we've been punching above our weight. And we still are, as a football club. With yeah. the ground we have, we are still punching above our weight. But Brighton have invested in, you know, those players, that that bit of experience. And that is vital, isn't it, really? Yeah, absolutely. And what is kind of worrying, like you say, Brighton have made that significant investment. And generally, looking at a fully fit Brighton team, that squad is up there with the very best in the league. Not being funny. The players have got out now in Lamptey's, in your Marches, in your Cisco's, your Matomes, top players. They still put out a strong team against us, but it could be, could have been, you know, even stronger. Um, and, they, and they ultimately, I was just almost say struggling in the league, but they would have thought they'd been in a better position for sure. I mean, beat us, yes. They're still, yeah, they would have been thought they'd be in the top six at least, and they're not. And that and that for them is, is a concern because again, they've done well in Europe. Where Newcastle, you know, you kind of go, if you're Newcastle, you get through the group or you get Europa League, you go, well, you know, the season's still recoverable, January transfer window, players will come back, and at least we're still in Europe, but they're not. That's the problem, and they're, and they're not in the League Cup either. So Newcastle right now in particular are really stuck. Bournemouth, as you said, for the size of your stadium to to even be for me in and around that European spot is, is incredible. So you've got to look at January because for me, in particular Tottenham, but where a lot of clubs make mistakes, they they look at, and Bournemouth might do the same, you know, for you guys, I hope not. But you get there and go, you know, you're inside the top 10. We don't really need to bring many players in or spend much money in January because we're punching above our way. Let's keep going. Whereas to me, you look at that going, right, what do we need to get to Europe? What do we need to plan? Because you can't all do it in the summer in case we get Europe. You've got a plan for those things. And the amount of times it's happened to Tottenham where we've sat second in the league or third in the league under Conte and Mourinho, so many different managers, Pochettino, where we've gone just one more player and, and we could have maybe won the league or you know, we, we could have done this, etc. Champions League final, you know, one more player. Um, so it is, it's really frustrating. So I think the January transfer window is very important for both teams in terms of European places. This is the first season 
in a long, long time where, you know, I felt, and I probably since 2015, no, sorry, 2016, 2017, when, you know, we had Jack Wilshire in the side, yeah. you know, where we wasn't really looking o- over our shoulders. And I don't feel that we should be looking over our shoulders anymore, you know, at those relegation places and thinking, no. oh, well, you know, if we lose a game or lose two games, you know, or we could get dragged back into it because I don't think we are going to. I honestly don't think we are going to, which is, you know, quite a privilege. I want to bring up a player who we did actually sign and there was rumours and I don't know how true they were that Spurs were interested in him. And that's Alex Scott, who had a fantastic game the other day against Fulham. You know, what have you made of him? Because he's only a youngster. You know, he's got so much talent. And I honestly think we're probably going to be used as a stepping stone, in all honesty. Yeah. But I think, you know, he could go to the very top. He can. And he's massively missed out on. And I made two to three videos in the summer about Alex Scott, why we should sign him, why he's, you know, he is the future um, because someone like Bournemouth, not being funny, I think it will be a stepping stone, but you can make a lot of money from that and you can kickstart his career. And that's that's amazing memory. You can look back and go, you know, maybe it's a long way ahead. I don't want to kind of put a barrier or anything, but let's say he goes and wins trophies or wins the Ballon d'Or, etc. You look back and go, look, this started at Bournemouth. And that's just, I think, a nice thing to kind of have as your reputation, if you like, as a club. So I think we massively missed out on Alex Scott. He's doing really well for such a young age. I think as well with our midfield crisis, he'd, he'd, you know, he'd be quite good in there with the, with the players we've got out. Um, but I think he suits this Iriola's Bournemouth side and I think he's be a very key part. So we missed out on him. Very clever business uh, for, from Bournemouth at you know, such a good price as well. So for his sake, it'd be great to see him you know, become that next big thing. I don't think it'd be yet, but I think eventually. But from what I've seen, it looks really good, like you said as well the other day. But yeah, we definitely missed out on him. I'm just hoping we can keep hold of him for a little bit longer. Um, but I can see somebody big coming in for him eventually. Yeah. What I do with all my guests as well, Harry, is we do go on to a bit of a prediction um ahead of the games but um firstly before we do that please do tell everybody where they can find scarfy spurs talk firstly thank you very much for having me on it is it's been great and obviously good luck for the rest of the season but after uh sunday (laughs) (laughs) you do very well (laughs) thank you very much but yeah if you want to check out my channel obviously scarfy's first talk uh, you can youtube etc got match previews match reactions weekly live shows uh, every Monday at 8 p.m., you're getting our own view from our own fans, our own YouTubers, content creators, but also getting the opposition view, which is always very important. Got lots of fantastic guests booked in for the show January and February. Go check it out. And uh, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I launched um, very own channel merch for the first time. So if you want to check that out, uh, go check out the Scarfy Spurs Talk uh, page on Twitter. It's the pin tweet or my page, Harry Scarf 22 the pin tweet there. Uh, about uh, the channel merch that's quite quite exciting and also if you want to get any numbers or or names on the back it is uh, free of cost so if you want to go check that out it's a massive thank you uh, for having me on not a problem at all mate and i'll tell you what the, the link is below and do go and check out the merch as well i did see it on twitter or x earlier on and it's trendy it's nice it's a thank nice you. nice shirt so no <laughs> 
all the very, very best to you. But let's predict this game. Harry, how do you think this is going to go? Oh, listen, if anyone who doesn't know me, uh, I, I tend to be quite negative as it is. And I, I thought for once, going into the Bournemouth game, I was like, oh, well, look, we can end Bournemouth's you know, run. But Kulisowski, for example, got suspended. And he's been really good recently. So it's such a shame. And that that first 75, 80 minutes, annihilation, if you like, against Brian, <laughs> our worst performance of the season. I have no confidence going into Bournemouth. And I think that Ange will still put no centre-back out, and that is a worry. So I'm going to go 3-1 Bournemouth. I think Solanke will get a brace. I think Bournemouth will keep up the good form, close the gap on us. I think we'll be left scratching our heads in the January Dreads window. <laughs> no, fair enough, and I respect the honesty there. That's the, I think that's probably the second time that's happened. Uh, okay. Somebody's predicted against their own team. Um, I'm not going to predict against my own team, but I'm going to, you know, although my heart says, yeah, we can get the three points, you know, and of course, that game last season was so memorable for so many reasons. It kick-started yeah. our survival campaign, um, and one of those, was one of the big, big points in that. Um, and like you rightly said earlier on, um, Bill Foley was at a game, um, yeah, and I think those fine margins. You know, if if that goal by Jay Rodriguez had counted for Burnley, we might not even be in this position, but we are. Yeah. But I'm honestly going to be a little bit more conservative with this. I think it's going to probably be a one-all draw. Would I you take a point? We would take a point, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would. I would take a point. I don't know whether or not all the Bournemouth fans would take a point, um, considering our good form. But... As long as we don't get beat, as long as we can keep this run going, you know, it keeps breathing that confidence into the side. But personally, I think there's going to be a time where we're going to have to accept, you know, that there might be a little bit of a dip in form at some points or the players might run out of steam. Um, And I think... I think personally, after, you know, the decent run we've been on, I would still take a point. Yeah, um, I, think, I think you should take a point. However, I think personally for me, this is for you the best time to play us in terms of you're in incredible form. You know, of course, it'd be great to see you continue it, but you, you never know how long it's going to continue for. So at the moment, the, the best form, you know, all season for you and, you know, the players we've got out probably are, are not worst packs. We only lost one game, but off the back of our worst performance of the season, um, you know, players suspended, etc. We, we, I'm not not putting it on injuries because every club gets injured. See, a lot of fans go, Oh, it's all on injuries, right? A lot of it's our own problems, suspensions. That's why Pursumer and Kulisevsky are missing. Yeah, we talk about how important the midfield is, so a lot of it is on us. So, you know, this is a good chance to play us. Yeah, we do it on the back of a loss, and you know, we, we need to react, but you know, I, I feel I feel a good result coming for Bournemouth. This is a good time, but like you said, you know, runs often come to an end, it's just about. When you when you finally lose or you drop points you know, where you didn't expect to, how you react from that and keep going because you don't want to fall apart again and, and collapse. Because like you said, it's really open in the Premier League because if you lose one game and your head's drop, you could easily find yourself in a relegation battle again. That's how tight it is. If we lose a few games, we could be find ourselves in Newcastle or Chelsea's position. So got to be very careful. But I'm very interested to see how it's going to pan out. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, you're right. And we continue our good runner form. Um, we have scored three in the last three games. And you have to go 
all the way back to that Manchester City defeat, that 6-1 wow. defeat, um, which was at the start of November. For the last time, we didn't score at least two in the Premier League. So, uh, again, it, you have to, I have to pinch myself when even saying that. Um, wow. So, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we can do it again. Three goals for the fourth game running. You can't yeah. defend either. There'll <laughs> <laughs> be goals for you. <laughs> Who knows? It might even be four. But, um, yeah, we... <laughs> you're probably right. hoping not. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. Please, no, not again. <laughs> but, right. Harry, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. All the very, very best for the rest of the season. Have a lovely new year. And no doubt we'll catch up probably after the game as well, just to get your thoughts and, um, you know, see where your season goes later on yeah. uh, in the 2024. Exciting. Thank you very much. Good luck. Not a problem at all. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for joining us on the show. Remember to hit the like, the subscribe, the bell button to be alerted to any new videos we do here on Up the Cherries in all departments. Please do go check out that video from Harry Redknapp uh, where I spoke to him and about such a memorable game. We did interview, uh, to be honest, Harry's been on here about six times now, so go watch all of them, Spurs fans, and let us know what you think. But also, it'd be great to have you with us, so do please subscribe as well. Um, did you know as well, Spurs fans, that Simon Day, of course, that's amazing. Dave Angel and the competitive dad is actually a Spurs fan. And I did interview him a couple of years ago now. So do check out that interview that I did with him. We do have a lot other of other interviews here as well on Up the Cherries and All Departments. So do check those out as well. See if any are to your liking. But until the new year. Up the cherries, have a good one, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we can keep this form up. Up the cherries, let's do this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.